Hello, I'm Regina Botras and this is Backstage, where we talk with the who's who on stage, in dance, comedy and performing arts, speaking with the leading theatre makers of our times and how they came to the stage and what drives them and inspires them. Well, opening this evening at Belvoir Theatre is Scenes from the Climate Era, written by David Finnegan. And I'm joined by two of the performers from the production, Harriet Gordon-Anderson, and you might have seen her in Belvoir, uh, Belle Shakespeare's Hamlet, Ensemble Theatre's Boxing Day Barbecue, just to name a couple, and Abby Lee Lewis from Belvoir's Wayside Bride, Counting and Cracking, and also so much more. Welcome to Stages. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hi, thanks hey. for having me. <laughs> thanks for coming on. So uh, who wants to set the scene? This is like 50 scenes. Harriet. Um, so David Finnegan, our playwright, is an incredible playwright. You might have seen his work before. He wrote Kill Climate Deniers. He wrote 44 Sex Acts. Um, he's also a climate scientist. And so uh, it's obviously an area he's really passionate about, but it's a really difficult topic to encapsulate. Um, and so the way that he's approached this play is... Um, rather than one narrative of people inside rooms talking to each other, which is how you could describe a lot of plays, um, he's just written snapshots, um, dozens and dozens of snapshots that all together create this sort of um, kaleidoscopic experience of what it is to be alive in the climate era, which is this era, the era that we're living in now, the era where we're aware of the climate, it's on the news, we're talking about it, and we're talking about how humans impact the climate, um, as opposed to, say, the Renaissance or the medieval era. Um, and so it's a really broad arching show, you know, it's just about people discussing whether they want to have kids or not, um, or... Um, I don't know, I'm trying to remember. Uh, there's some scenes in the future as well that are like um, speculating some solutions. There's, a, you know, pilots and scientists um, and geologists that like have these really amazing solutions, but there's ethical dilemmas. The scenes in the past, back in the 80s, when scientists were first looking at some of these climate models. So it's like a, it's a huge net that he's cast to sort of, yeah, create this tapestry, I suppose, of, of what it might feel like, what it what he thinks it might feel like to, to be alive now and be concerned about this stuff. What is that time frame that we're talking about? How far back does it go and how far forward are we looking? Abby Lee? I think the latest it goes back is 1983. Um, mm. And so we're talking about... Um, Am, am I right, Harriet? I think it's 1983 yeah. is the latest. It goes back and so yeah. it's, um, you know, when, you know, TV was also kind of um, every household had a television then and so it's about, um, I, I guess, it becoming mainstream, basically the idea of the mm. greenhouse of, um, the greenhouse effect and that becoming quite common knowledge is kind of where it kind of first feels like it kicks off. Right, right. So is there this sort of sense that we are now and we're looking at the past and we're looking at the future or do we like move in time and we're like, yeah, how does that time, how is time treated, I suppose? Time's treated actually quite um, flippantly. <laughs> it You get oh, yeah. like quite a little, um, a little, um, uh, 
I guess, uh, introduction into where we're set, but it's tiny and we're asking a lot of the actual um, audience to do a lot of the work for us. Um, and so we're going, here's where, here's where we are, come along with us, use your imagination, um, hopefully you have fun, um, but it, we're not doing, um, you know, the whole kind of costuming and kind of set of the stage isn't um, actors putting on a hat or a coat or anything. It's like, here we are, we're really asking you to use your imagination um, and we're in a studio office and it's 1983 and here's a couple of scientists kind of mm. that's where we are <laughs> okay okay yeah it's very much a piece of theater right um if you want to if you want to deep dive into any particular areas of climate study you can read a book you can read studies you can watch lots of documentaries you can watch films yeah. they're all there for you so i think the challenge with putting this into a theatrical mode mm. is like we wanted to make this as much a piece of theatre as possible. Okay. So it's not about giving spoon feeding. It's just like a bare set, really basic costumes, five really great actors who are really in tune with each other and with what they're saying and it's just it's genuinely like 40 scenes yeah. and they're not related to each other. So it's like, bang, we're 1983. Okay, bang, we're 2045. Bang, we're 2023. Bang. Like it just jumps around, ah. um, you know, like a flip book. Mm. And so you really have to be in the front of your seat. Some of it's hilarious and then the next minute it's completely troubling. Um, and that's the point. It's very much the experience of today. It's the like hyper-attention, um, social media, like it's very much written for audiences today, mm -hmm, I think. Mm -hmm. So, Harry, tell me some of the um, well, maybe a particular scene or, or some of the characters that you play. Yeah. Um, who are some of my favourites? <laughs> um, I've got a really passionate scientist who I love playing who has um, – developed which this is all real and I think some of it is happening in Australia um this uh, tool called CRISPR that a lot of people are probably already aware with in aware of in popular science that um allows people to allow scientists to edit DNA um and so that's kind of already being used in the wildlife um area in terms of how to control invasive species so um this is about a very real study which has already happened of um, editing the DNA of mice because they're invasive species and they're having a huge, you know, effect on uh, the native population of a lot of islands around the world. Um, you know, you can basically make them infertile and you can just allow that genetic makeup to spread through a population and then just eradicate an entire species. And we have that power already as 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 a population and we haven't deployed it yet because there's huge ethical dilemma there, you know, of what if that spread, what if it got into every single other mouse, you know, mouse population around the world? What if it was able to sort of, I don't know, jump into other species or something? It's definitely got a genetics kind of aspect to it, you know, um, genocide, etc. So uh, these kind of dilemmas that you, you just meet a person for a moment in their lives struggling with this dilemma of their work that they're really passionate about, but also all of the risks that it involves. Um, so they're some of my favourite scenes, I think, when you see someone really grappling with big ideas. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Abby? Abby yeah. Yeah, I think my favourite, um, 
a favorite I guess, character that I play is an at, um, atmospheric chemist. <laughs> um, and she's kind of got a bit of a, uh, just a bit of a pull your bootstraps up, let's get to work kind of at, um, attitude. And um, she does, there's not really room for, I guess, sentimentality in her in her work or in her belief and so um, I kind of really enjoy playing that because for me the only way that we can move forward is by doing not by um, believing or waiting or sitting back it's 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 time for us to kind of go all right there's more for us to do and um, not just us as the individual, but also us as countries, us as governments, us as um, communities. You know, um, I'm a Kalkadoon woman and I can speak from experience of seeing what the damage that even just our mining has done to our country. And I, I've grown up in um, communities where the mining towns have you know, um, had a huge impact on just weather changes within um, Australia in these in these small towns. And I am like, okay, Australian government, what are we going to do about this? I understand that it's not black or white. It's not sitting there going, um, eradicating mining altogether is the solve, but we need to find solutions. And mm-hmm. I think I think Australia and the mines that we have here uh, and um, the access that we do have to our First Nations people, um, there are solutions that already do exist and there are solutions that I think we can evolve. And um, I'm sitting there going, all right, let's pull up our bootstraps and get to work because I think it's about time. <laughs> and I, I really align myself with... Um, that character because of that mentality so obviously you can't you know supply answers necessarily but does it is there I mean I I feel like it's quite an emotional roller coaster like you were describing Harriet you're going from one scene to another and and some are light-hearted and some are really dark are there is I, I guess you know is there hope <laughs> um I, it's maybe hard to answer because there's a lot we don't know but well it's it's not a big giveaway that at, at the top of the play um we meet a couple uh who are grappling with whether or not to have children because of the effect that adding to the population has on the climate and they're trying to be conscious of that um but you know they want to have a baby uh and in that discussion, they introduce um, kind of the the sort of the nub of the play, I suppose, which is that there are social scientists who believe there is an actual, an outlined process um, that people go through when they are processing what's happening to the planet and, and trying to process and grapple with climate change. And it goes, denial is the first stage where you just can't, it's too big, you can't think about it. Mm. And so you ignore it and you feel paralyzed. I'm definitely um, <laughs> paraphrasing the play here. The second stage is finding solutions. So you get inspired. You think, no, I am going to do something about this. And you sort of step into that stage and you start doing things that feel constructive and positive. At some point, usually you hit a wall because you're only one person or those solutions can only be so meaningful or they just stop feeling effective when you stop, when you don't see change. Um, and that's when you slip into despair, which is the third stage. And that's a grief. I mean, it's really a process of grieving for our planet. It's a big, it's a big thing. Um, 
And after despair, these social scientists believe, is where you find hope. And that's, you have to go through all of those stages and then you're able to find hope about what we can possibly do with climate change. Harriet, I know you have to go. Do you want to say goodbye and I'll just ask Abby a couple more questions? Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thanks Thanks so much. (laughs) Thank you. So, Abby Lee, is there... Is there a through line with the characters? Like, because we've got all these scenes, how is that kind of like showing this couple? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Right. There are no right. um, no threads whatsoever. Characters don't reappear. We, like Carriot said, we only get little moments of it. Um, but the kind of, I guess, arc of the play is those stages um that we kind of go so hopefully that um you know and I think a clever a clever audience will sit there go oh we're in this stage now they kind of highlighted it at the start of the play where we're sitting around here now and then oh we're here (laughs) um so it it follows quite the um quite the arc of those those um processes yeah yeah and uh what a way to look at it too I that is sort of in some ways a solution isn't it there's a there's there's that hope in it in it and how do the characters relate to each other so is there you know how like is there a relationship between them yeah so a lot of the scenes yeah so like Harriet said where there's like a couple talking about it um we also meet a couple kind of um one of them is a scientist um, and she's out a night out and she's, um, really, uh, I'm trying to not give too much away, but, um, she's picking up someone at a, at a nightclub. Um, and then there's, uh, a couple of scientists who talk about it before they are about to go on television. Um, uh, one of my characters, I'm in therapy, um, for one of my characters. Um, so it's a therapist and, a just a, I guess an everyday human being kind of um, talking about one of these processes. Um, we also meet, there's um, individuals, so there are quite a few monologues throughout it. Um, there's, but they are always talking to someone. Um, there's little, there's only a few little moments where the characters talk to the audience. Um, and but within the monologues there it you're, they're talking either to a group of um it's a scientist talking to a group of other scientists or um it's a teacher talking to a students um there we meet a lawyer and a journalist so uh, i'm going through all of them now um <laughs> it's just it's fascinating yeah they're always in relation to they someone know is the kind of expert and someone is kind of the interrogator, I guess, of that mm. expert. That's, I guess, kind of how some of them set up. Um, but that's, okay. but even though there are there are scientists that we meet throughout the play, there's also your everyday human beings that kind of mm. are sitting here um, at home grappling with this idea as well. So, hope mm. like you know hopefully there was at one point the script had i think 65 or 68 scenes um yeah and you really did get quite a snapshot of um the all different types of human beings um throughout society and this one has we've we've tried to condense it down just because 68 scenes is a lot (laughs) 
Um, mm. But we've tried to condense it down into a way that we still hope kind of reflects um, quite a few different humans living in different societies kind of around the world. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, we can always do more, but we have an hour and a bit and, <laughs> you know, we're only five people. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was wondering that if it is um, global, is that sort of world feeling or if it's very Australian, but I also get that sense, what you've just told me, is that it is really about the humans, really, rather than the where. One not to miss and so exciting in the way it's written. Abby Lee Lewis, thank you so much for your time on your opening. Break a leg. Thank you so much. Well, that was Abby Lee Lewis. And she, as she mentioned, is the Andrew Cameron Fellow at Belvoir Theatre. And in this production, Scenes from the Climate Era. And earlier we heard Harriet Gordon Anderson, who had to leave a little early, performing alongside Abby Lee. Ah, It just looks incredible. Get along and see it. Written by David Finnegan on At The Moment at Belvoir Theatre.